yeah, I don't know. Maybe just enough time hasn't passed yet because I feel like there is still the healing a lot of is not done. <laughs> yeah, but broad brushes. So um, we'll just say like we met when you were fashion models at a undisclosed location <laughs> during an undisclosed time of your life, and like TBD on an episode for that. Excellent. <laughs> oh my god, they were roommates. Welcome to the Roommates Couch Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Kelton. And did you know there's 293 ways to make change for a dollar? Now you do. We are so excited today to be joined by our wonderful friend, Athena Deline, the amazing, multi-talented, and internationally celebrated photographer and business owner. Make sure to check her out on Instagram at Athena Deline, that's A-T-H-E-N-A-D-E-L-E-N-E, or on her business Instagram at D-E-L-E-N-E dot C-O, that's Deline dot co. What have you been up to? It has been, I'm going to say since like... October of 2015 since you and I have really chatted about anything. Don't worry, your mom still likes a lot of my photos on Facebook, Good. so I say As she should. <laughs> I like there's so many in clutch. <laughs> yeah, like your mom is so rad. I honestly I'm sorry I think about your mom more than I think about you sometimes cuz she just pops up on my st- she's more active on Facebook I'm than you. I'm killing myself. <laughs> what the hell? I'm so sorry. Like post more on Facebook. Yeah, you know that's I, where the kids are migrating back to. Yeah, I, I don't go on Facebook. I'm more of a a TikTok kind of guy and then I'll, I'll lurk on instagram little snapchat isn't that weird to think about how when you aren't on the same social media platforms as someone anymore like you can both actively be using but then you just drop off what you see because yeah i feel like i see your wife and your mom on a lot and yeah. i don't see anything of you and then yeah. again, listening to the podcast and hearing you talk about the video game stuff i'm like oh that makes and tiktok you guys talked all about like your tiktok stuff and i was like oh, i just haven't Quick done plug, it I'm, I just haven't just i have 1500 followers so follow me on tiktok That's please a big deal. i mean you're I, I'll be 10 years before I catch up to your level, but. Not on TikTok though, man. I don't know. Like everything is different now. I just don't, you know, you just pick different like medias now. It's just crazy how quickly it's changed where like someone can have a whole entire life on social media, a separate social media that there's just, and like YouTube, that's like another one that I've never really been on or done anything with it, but I find it really interesting. You how should. There's just these YouTube people that. You would crush. Yeah. You're like the ideal person, like filmer, photographer, beautiful, like, sunny person. Like, I don't like talking you're already to the camera. YouTube <laughs> That's, I can't do it. There's, I mean, this is, I like podcasts and this is the first one I've, this is filming too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never been really like filmed on anything before either. I feel like I'm super into talking and I like talking in person, but there's just something about, yeah, the being like, hey fam, or like, I just can't. I can't <laughs> What's do up, it. couch squad? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. I I think I'm a little bit too off the cuff to be recorded in a visual fashion. Mm. I would rather talk to someone in person and then take photos. Yeah, you know, with the photos, it's just like, I think you can think about what you're doing a lot more via photo. And there's just like some mystery. There's some ambiance and intrigue and video. It's just like, did she just say the F word? Like what? Like what did she just do? Like what's I would be like way too loose for video. Be loose. Be loose. <laughs> I'm untrustable. No, I can't do it. <laughs> I can cut anything I'm... you want, so. Yeah. Oh no, I feel fine with this. I'm saying this is awesome. I was so excited and I'm so glad that you guys were able to do it. But like, yeah, in a normal capacity, just but like is that when you do the video, do you guys film yourself like when you're talking? I mean, outside mm-hmm. of this podcast, do you have things where you're just like I mean, no, I, I do I TikToks and stuff. You do what do you do? I, Are whenever you talking? I want. 
like what's it like do you do like <laughs> tutorials or are you just like uh no not really that's i so i, I stream on twitch and like mm-hmm. obviously that's on camera and stuff and so yeah. you get kind of used to, get used to it, yeah, yeah i don't even notice this anymore so it's really cliche but it's like i mean i guess i'm just used to being behind the camera like kind of hate it when people say that to me but it's just i'm like i'm normally behind the camera so it feels really weird it's almost this element of like i feel kind of unprofessional when i'm being filmed or there's this look because it's like well no i have to do that like it feels you know Mm. i'm not doing my job if i'm being filmed and so there's something about like the podcasting and the interviewing it's at least like okay this is this is just talking to someone i like that but if it was i was setting up a camera and filming myself i don't know i would just be like I want to film somebody else. I don't, I know myself. I know all about me. Like I want to do things with other people. And so the collaboration side of it's cool too, but yeah, I, that's probably my hang up with it and why I haven't ever been at like, let me show you how to do my eyelashes. Like, what do you do? What are you supposed to talk about? I don't know. How to do your eyelashes. Just that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to film someone else talking about how to do their eyelashes. No. It's just, yeah, there's like a level of removal for me that, um, yeah it's weird i've never really thought about it but i guess i do maybe i'm getting old you are that's an interesting segue because i feel like people who are in your business of photography and and videography they either have to be self-promotional and they they get in front of the camera to sell themselves as the the option as the service um or they let their work speak for themselves so the opportunities that you've been able to have when it comes to photography is that kind of your approach you just like here's my portfolio, you like me or you don't, and I don't need to sell it, or how do you usually approach those opportunities? Look at the nice young man coming in with a very professional question to keep us on track. <laughs> that was like, it's like, we've started now. Huh? Oh, you have such a good speaking voice. I felt like I just got interviewed for a magazine. You that would know really, that feeling, wouldn't you? That was really nice. Um, oh my gosh, I got so distracted. Okay, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. That's... Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, of course, like there's times where things I like or myself are involved in the promotions of what I'm doing. But yeah, I think it's more the latter that it's not that I don't want to be in things because I definitely am. But I feel like I try to make things that other people can be a part of. And then like me being there is a part of it, too, if that makes sense. That, yeah, if I'm at a photo shoot, I'm not just going to take a bunch of photos of myself and be like, oh, that was so fun. Just like took some photos. Here's me, guys. Like, no, I'm going to like share the photos that I did of somebody or like what they were doing. And that I think that really probably is what it boils down to for is that I just know myself and I know things about me and I'm super into talking real time with people about it. But the idea of having to distill my personality down in like a bite size approachable internet way, like it just sounds kind of exhausting to like think about myself in that way. And so I would it's so much easier to talk about someone else and be like, mm. oh, what, this is what I see in this person or this is something that um, I discovered through a photo shoot with them that, yeah, I I do use myself for promotions, I guess, but like it wouldn't be my, my preference would be having like me and maybe four or five people all involved with something and then we're all sharing and posting and involved. Like I don't even really like that idea. It's probably why I also got a partner and started a business with him where it's like, it's really we have this entity versus just it's Athena TV, guys. Hey. I would watch Athena TV. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> okay, for the right price. I don't say no, but I'm just gonna give it away for free, guys. <laughs> I have a high premium on that. So how many times have you been Eugene's photographer of the year? Twelve? Since the day I was born. Like oh. I, maybe twenty five. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd 
I like quite a few times. Quite a few. Yeah. I like it more when my mom tells people this. That's it's so embarrassing. It's like we'll go somewhere, and I mean, you know, lovely Erin, you both. Shout out to Erin with an E. Um, mm. She likes to introduce people and be like, "This is my daughter. She's a photographer," and she's like, "No, she's a real photographer. Yeah. She's won best of Eugene <laughs> like this many years in a row." And I'm like, "Thanks, mom," because it is. It's something that like on the surface it's kind of silly, but. I guess speaking back to like what you were saying about how do you stand out and it's like, well, it is something that is very helpful because I think most people do look at me and I'm, you know, fun and a little silly and they're like, oh, so cute. Like I all the time people think I'm a college student because I have a big backpack with my camera in it. Um, so it is kind of nice when someone's being a little bit condescending of like, oh, like you take photos and I'm like, yeah, look at my name. I'm a yeah, photographer. Google me, bitch. <laughs> I was gonna say it, but and it's not <laughs> like it's so silly because it's also just like the little uh, award thing for the local newspaper. Because it's like I've been doing this professionally full time my whole entire life. I've never had another job, and I I wish that wasn't like the defining character of like oh you've won this thing. But yeah, I think it's then people take me a lot more seriously, being like oh you're a real photographer, and I'm mm. like yeah I've been a real photographer the whole entire time. So it that is. It's a nice way to skip around some of that conversation of having to, because I, I've really had people where they're like, oh, so like, do you take photos of flowers and like seniors? Like, what do you, do you have a business plan? And I'm just like, I don't, yeah, this is my full-time job. Yeah. Like, I'm a real photographer. It's, um, I don't know. Yeah, you'd be surprised just like how often that happens that people think I'm on like a school assignment. I think that's <laughs> a super interesting point that you bring up though, because mm -hmm. like, it almost feels like you need to have like some kind of accolade for anyone to take you seriously in anything. Like if I tell people, Oh, I, I used to tell people like I'm a, I'm a Twitch streamer. I stream on Twitch. Like that's really fun. It's what I like to do. And everyone's like, Oh, like whatever. And they, they kind of just like, well, what is your plan? What are you doing? What are you like? All this stuff. And as soon as they learn that I make money from it, they're like, Oh, like you're an actual stream. It's like, it's not different because I make money. I'd like even before I was making money, my streams were the same. Even before we were making money on the podcast, which shout out to Spotify podcasters, <laughs> but even before Spotify. we were making money doing this, like <laughs> yeah. nothing has changed. We've gotten better at it. Sure. But like, it was the same thing. Like the, the money aspect and the, the reward aspect shouldn't be what makes you who you are. I know. And I'm probably being kind of harsh, but it's, it's just one of those things that like, you know, everyone has it in some capacity where it's like someone meets you and just the first thing they learn about you, they just want to automatically then like throw all these assumptions down. And there's just something about, you know, being a young woman and saying like, I'm a photographer. And they're just like, oh, that's so cool. Like, and it's really condescending. But then at the same time, like, I feel like I, I'm sounding like I get a lot more upset about it. And it, it just happens so much that mm -hmm. at a certain point, yeah, sometimes it's kind of nice to be able to just be like, okay, yeah, whatever. I'll tell, like, there's so many times where I've met people and they maybe don't take it super seriously and then yeah they find something online and they'll be like wow that's crazy like i can't believe that you were the best and i'm like what at first of all like it's so subjective like i'm not the best photographer in eugene i'm not there's so many other people that are technically more trained than me have been doing but I, okay you're shaking your head i'm a really good photographer i like doing photos i'm not talking bad about myself i'm just saying that the award stuff is so silly because it's also just that's not anything either and like you saying like the payment side too it's like People don't know, like, why? I don't know. I think it just, when you're talking to someone, people get nervous, and then their immediate word vomit is kind of like, maybe you should just think about what's the most interesting question after that you could ask instead mm. of like, wow, like, that's crazy that you do podcasts, man. Like, you could just say, like, what's your podcast called? Like, I'd love to listen to it. You know, you could be more supportive right. or 
interested rather than I think people they get nervous or intimidated and then they just kind of want to like chip you down and I don't know they make you like prove that you're worth their time yeah yeah and then that's where I just want to be like whatever I'm so I make jokes about it but then yeah there's like my partner Steven or or whoever someone if they'll see the interaction go down they'll be like she's the best photographer in Eugene and they'll be like what and I'm like yeah 25 years running like best photographer (laughs) in the world and then they kind of laugh and it's like well I'm a normal photographer I don't know I don't think I'm the best I think I maybe just have the most fun so, Athena, te- teach me how to appropriately, I guess, repent of my sins. So, my sister, she's a <laughs> she's a, a photographer, and um, oh. she she's self taught, and mm-hmm. we it started from like, you know, just very casual to very serious. Uh, where mm-hmm. she lives, she's I don't know, she would be voted the best photographer in her town because she lives yeah. in a town of two hundred people. But yeah. no, she's a, <laughs> but she's really gotten a, a lot more serious. She's established a business, and it's kind of what she does full time. And my family is very guilty, and we've we've had some awkward conversations of being like, "Oh, hey, you, you can just take our photos, like you you can take our family photos or whatever." And as she got better, we it became more offensive towards oh. her. And and like the last time it happened, it was like like we just had a baby, and we we're like, "Oh yeah, like you could just take our photos at our next gathering." And like we she's she's a perfectionist when it comes to her photos. She knows she's gonna sink in the hour. She's not just gonna turn around take some pictures and send them over. She's going to edit it and do all that type of stuff. So she understands the workload it's going to take, but my family has struggled because uh, I think that we're, we have that initial like, oh, you weren't a photographer, now you are, and oh, how hard is it to point and click? But the more I've learned about it, it's like, it's, it's hard. So how do, you, how do you bring people to, like, what is the appropriate way that people should approach even family or, or, or photographers in general and uh, improve those conversations? You are just coming in with the kind questions he's like our he's like our guy i'm the i know i'm not the one here no you guys have a great balance but also i think it's like his his microphone sounds really good now it's like your tone of voice right it's um yeah and i gotta say for the record um this was not a planted question we did not have a conversation beforehand you did not know that literally like five days ago i just took not one but both of my brother's newborn photos for the first time (laughs) Did you guys know this? That both of my brothers had babies about three weeks apart. Yeah, I, I knew that Drake did, but I didn't know that Rhett did. Rhett did as well, cool. and just like the whole time you're saying this, I'm running through my head. I'm like, oh yeah, family stuff. You should get your sister on. I'd be interested because it sounds like maybe oh, yeah. she had a conversation with you guys <laughs> that uh, would have some good tips and tricks for that. Because like. I mean, oh gosh, it's such a complicated answer. Like you two actually probably know better than most people about my family and how we interact with each other. So I wouldn't say we're the norm. I'm just like, you little ungrateful bees, you better love these photos because I'm not going to do it again unless you really like them and you're really nice to me about it. Because <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I think it's just different for every photographer. I, in one aspect, um, I mean, no, I don't really charge my family for any photos and I never have. I mean, every once in a while, if my one brother's pissing me off, I'll like send him an invoice. Which one is that? Rhett. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, but is it right? I don't don't know. I mean, I can see where, yeah, it's so complicated because it's like, in one aspect for me at least, you know, the reason I learned to do photography was to help make these like really incredible memories for people and so then it's like of course I want to make them for my own family like I have I've done like all my siblings like prom photos senior photos like every single girlfriend 
and boyfriend they've ever had photos of them you know that it's kind of like I feel like the family historian in some ways where it's my duty and I need to do it and then it's fun to like the stuff with my siblings and I don't know maybe this is helpful for your stuff with your sister that I also they let me try a lot of stuff out with them they're kind of my little test monkeys so like the baby photos um it was really yeah it was actually a very difficult and a pretty stressful like two brand new newborns and they're bobbling their heads against each other and I'm like I've never done babies before like sure let's give it a try so to me it felt also when you were saying your sister is self-taught like a little bit of a crash course that I'm like if I can try this stuff out with you guys um I would rather do that than strangers and it is kind of fun to figure out ways with your family that like as your business evolves like there's things that I maybe would have never done if I mean the baby thing is a really good example of it like I I've done family photos and baby photos but these are like new newborns they're like barely a month old and is it something I want to do a ton of like I don't know but it was really nice to be able to do it for my family yeah just like tell your sister ask her be like do you feel like being creative do you want to try something different do you want to put um, a funny blue light on our baby or put him in a sunflower outfit or I don't, you know, just give her like some creative agency. And yeah, it's still, it's going to be different for every photographer. But um, for myself, I feel like I have learned the most and I feel the proudest of the photos of my family or even just my close friends too, that I always want to do things in a capacity, whether it's like a fair business deal or not, because it's just, I don't know, I have this skill and I like being able to do it with people I like. And I think it eventually always comes back around because like my brother helps me move my dishwasher. So yeah, I I think uh, going back to your, your fair business deal, when we got married, I had no idea how much pictures cost. And so when you shot our wedding, you literally asked me, you're like, how much do you want to pay? And I was like, how much do you want? And you're like, I don't know. And I was like, 500 bucks. Not nearly enough. I know that now. <laughs> so someday when our podcast is like number three on the chart, right behind Joe Rogan and Call Her Daddy, oh. um, I will buy you a house oh. or something because you did our, our <laughs> wedding for so cheap. Well, step one, you guys are going to need to get way better branded baseball caps if you're going to be behind those two. It's all about that merch. You need to like yeah. upgrade the baseball we, we're, caps. We're starting down that path. No, That's his it? merch. Oh, wait, that's no, I mean, they're cool, but I'm just saying, like, I can't read it super well. I know, yeah, I know. Cool. It's a first draft. No, alone. It's done <laughs> in person. It is. It is um, in person. It's a spooky yeah. shit fan club. It's from my stream. We do scary stuff on Saturday. So. Oh, that's cool. It's oh, fun. Like that. It looks like you have some tattoo space available right here that maybe <laughs> you could do Roommates Couch Podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you could also just get, like, a couch on your knuckle. It wouldn't spell hey. out. That'd be yeah. kind of a nice, like maybe more like this part. The couch maybe like C O O O U U C H. Yeah. yeah well, know. no, that would take cooch on my hands. So, <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> uh, well, for the record, uh, I loved your wedding so much, and that was such a good example of like I wanted to do it. Like that's the thing that's like if I don't want to do something, I'm not gonna do it unless it's for a lot of money, and even then, I'm only gonna do it like once or twice, and. I really wanted to do your wedding and it was I still have such good memories it was such a beautiful location and like your wife is so wonderful oh my gosh her grandpa I still think about like those photos of her with her grandpa the, it was just, you took yeah. a picture of him with um with his hat on and he's kind of standing yeah. there in front of a plant um, it's, it's in my in-laws house on the wall because he passed yeah. about two years ago oh, so they oh. they love that picture yeah and like that's the thing that that was such a special situation because I wanted to come to your wedding either way so to me it felt also just like I don't know I feel like what a normal business person would advise is maybe not what I would advise because I'm a little bit more emotionally driven. And I just think that stuff comes back around eventually. You just, if you do things you like for people you like, I would way rather do a wedding for someone like you that I really enjoy than like 
yeah, go do some like $5,000 wedding in Iceland with some Joe Rogan. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not trying to do stuff with people that I don't have a relationship with or people that I don't want to like see succeed. And now we have on the record that you will be purchasing my next home when you have. Next, maybe not, but you got to wait for the, once we hit number three, (laughs) any house you want. (laughs) Okay. In the whole world, any house. As long Where as it's it? in Arizona and you move here permanently. Oh, okay. There, I was just about to ask. I was like, are you both in Arizona? You can't be because you're, are you in Utah and you're He's in, in Idaho. Oh, you're in Idaho. Idaho. Oh, Rexburg. Oh, cool. Cool. Nice. Yeah. You guys got to get together. I know. Like, do a collab episode I, in person. I went and visited him last year and that was, that's been on, I think mentioned on almost every episode, that mm-hmm. one trip. So <laughs> we need that's to, we need to make more memories, man. That's the last time you saw each other was in person. December. Yeah. We, so it's so crazy because Kelton since like 2000 the end of 2014 has been one of my best friends and like other than the brief six months that we live together we realistically only see each other like once every eight months nine months like we never hang out but we're always chatting (laughs) kind of like your old war buddies and you just send each other letters quite literally war buddies (laughs) because you could say we lived in oregon we went to yeah we need to we need to talk about that because you live in the war zone full-time 24-7 and mm-hmm. Oregon is such a wild place. So in your time living in Oregon and you get to see the, the fun sides of Oregon because I'm sure you're out and about in, in the weeds. What is the weirdest thing you've ever seen in Oregon? Oh my gosh. I don't even know how to answer that question. <laughs> it's like it's not weird because you like grew up in it, oh, but like yeah. being thrown into that environment, it's a weird place. <laughs> I would be so interested in what's the weirdest thing that you guys remember. Because yeah, like it's also, there's just so much that... I feel like I need to be prompted more or something like, you know, it feels kind of neutralized in this way that it's also, I mean, I've never lived anywhere else, so I don't have a ton to compare it to. Yeah. What's weird. I, uh, so today is 420. So it I is. actually, I'm trying to think if there was anything super crazy weird. It was a little bit anticlimactic, but we did, um, my partner and I, Steven have now a tradition of going to Chiba Doing Hut. heroin after- on 420? We go to Chiba Hut, the sandwich shop. Chiba Hut, I love Chiba Hut. Yeah, and we accidentally did it last year. We went for the first time ever last year on 420. Just, we didn't realize. And then we're like, this was a choice that we made. And then today we were like, it's 420, we should go to Chiba Hut. (laughs) Just to see if something weird happens. And like, it was surprisingly not that weird. It was kind of disappointing, actually. Um, But they were having a, a peanut butter and ranch chugging contest which we tried to stay for. I actually tried really hard to get him to sign up for it because only two people had signed up and you would win free Chiba Hut for a year. And I was like, please, for the family, will you yeah, sign up? Yeah, seriously, that's <laughs> expensive. He refused. Um, and then we waited for a good like 40 minutes because we wanted to see and it was so anticlimactic. Nothing happened. Boo. What weird things did you guys see in Oregon? I got so many stories, but most of my stories come from Methford. That's what we used to call it back in the day. My <laughs> Steven is from. He is no from way. Medford. Which, yes. which part of Medford? Name the streets. Um, oh, know uh, wait, really? Ruskin Drive? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I've been all over um, Medford, but. <laughs> wait, I totally forgot that you guys were in Medford too. Yeah. I mean, that was like, we joked because we bonded up, you know, being from Springfield and Medford, they're kind of like, we just get it. There's just mm. this. And also, I think you guys are being harsh on Oregon as a whole. You spent time <laughs> in some weird, pl- like, Brinkfield in particular and Medford in particular are very different slices of Oregon that yes yeah but what kind of stuff did you see so I remember like 
I, I have a really crazy story sometime, but it's a little bit darker and not as much weird, but I will share that sometime. Um, but I remember particularly, uh, I met this woman named Sarah and she oh. was pushing a stroller and we stopped to talk to her and Sarah had a, a watermelon in the stroller <laughs> and she was tweaked out Rock beyond all tweaked out. And, uh, oh. she agreed to let us come to her home and we were going to teach her cause I was a missionary at the time. And, uh, when we went to go see Sarah on our appointed appointment, all of a sudden as we're walking up, like six cop cars roll up and just like block us from like going into Sarah's home. And like instantly a guy pops out of his cop car, pulls out a shotgun and they're aiming all these guns at Sarah's house. And I was just like, we were like 10 seconds away from being inside that house. Like I just, so many drug experiences, like everything revolved around drugs as far as like weird stuff. But man, every day walking the streets, you just kind of meet someone that's like, I mean, just a little little buzzed <laughs> yeah you have to put that into consideration because like i forget too that you guys you're walking like that's also a huge part of it is like you're mm-hmm. walking right you were did you ride the bus were you not allowed to ride the bus you did ride the bus i rode the emx in springfield yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i mean same like i'm trying again and you know <laughs> talked about it a little bit like i feel like there's some stuff i've kind of blocked out because just I, I grew up riding the emx too i kind of drove later in life and mm-hmm. so there was things that i feel like once i stopped riding the bus and i stopped walking around so much that my weird is a little bit more like when sanctioned and agreed upon yeah like it's not but yeah you guys i mean just thinking about the concept even of walking around in a place that is so rainy so much of it's not i mean i love walking around here certain times of year and like certain places but not having any other option but to walk or bike or take the bus that all times of year and seasons like yeah you're definitely with um a certain crowd of folks for future storytelling yeah yes i think a lot of my weird stuff didn't actually come from people because i wasn't even one-tenth as diligent of a missionary as kelton was like i was mostly like Oh, do you want to go to remix? Okay, let's go to remix and like, let's go bug Athena for six hours. And so we'd wander over there. Um, a lot of my stuff came from like the wildlife because we don't really have things here. And the number of times that I was in Roseburg specifically, like walking down a bike path and was jumped out at by like a nutria or chased by some thing was just, it was way too much for me. <clears throat> and then when I was in Springfield, there was uh, a chili cook-off that we were judging and right. uh, we got assigned because no one volunteered and the missionaries will do what, anything that anybody tells them at any time. <clears throat> Good assignment, though. <laughs> we got <laughs> the uh, exotic chili and that was our section to grade. And so like I, no! ate, I ate bear chili and that was cool and like that kind of stuff. But then I also ate Nutria chili. And oh. for, for people that aren't from Oregon, Nutria are basically like beaver sized rats that just like wander mm-hmm. the streets of Oregon. And like if you can imagine what you think a beaver sized rat would taste like it's exactly what it tastes like <laughs> anything that's in your head right now it is dirty <laughs> i forget that oregon's weird <laughs> <laughs> like nowhere else would someone just like look at this 15 pound rat let me just throw it in this chili and feed it to these nice young men in ties that will do anything i tell them to <laughs> oh that's bad yeah. where did you get it from like you can't just buy that from the store that oh he he for sure yeah. caught it in a park i'm <laughs> I got no doubts. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, Springfield. You guys haven't been back to would, Oregon. Oh, oh yeah. I, I love Oregon. And so uh, when I first got married, I was like so eager to take my wife back to Oregon because mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you have to come and live this place. It's awesome. And she just had the absolute worst. Like it was just like 
the universe was working against us. Like we, the second we crossed into the Oregon border, she went to go throw something away, and this homeless guy came up to her and started chewing her out because she wasn't re recycling her plastic. And oh. she was like, "I hate this place." Like that was instantly. <laughs> and then we drove to our first stop. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and then we went to our first stop, was which was Junction City, Oregon. Mm -hmm. And Junction City, that, that I have a lot of weird experiences there as mm -hmm. well. But um, we like saw Nutria. Yeah, you guys have so many nutrient experiences. Like, where are are you wearing special cologne? Like, what are go, you doing? Go walk around anywhere. They're all you have them outside your house right now. No, I don't. No. <laughs> They're there. You just don't see them because you're not outside. Okay, what happened? Yeah, to your you wife? Got, Didn't you so we we roll up and there's this little girl sitting like on this in this ditch, right? She's like sitting on the edge of the ditch, and there's a family of nutria down the bottom. So I stopped the car so I can show my wife what a nutria is because it's wild. The first time I saw one, it scared me half to death because I was like, that's not a real thing. And uh, we stopped to look at him, and this little girl thought we were like stopping to look at her, and so she like looks at us, and then she just like flips us off. So <laughs> <laughs> like, like, first two people my wife ever met in Oregon, she got chewed out and flipped off, and she was like, "I can't be in this place." <laughs> Anudria though, she got all three. That's she like did. she hit the trifecta on day one. That is so funny. Wow, weird. It's weird. We did a little math and we got the full experience. <laughs> I just I think of you guys when you were here, and I just yeah I forget that you um weren't from here and aren't here anymore and so just to even hear you talk about the differences of it is um yeah it's, it's kind of like a mental trip I'm like oh yeah if if i was there i would be all over your house all the time so yeah yeah well <laughs> we you know weirdly we we ended up buying a house in springfield so no way I, oh, which nice. part of springfield i know all the roads um, well, we're in the Washburn district-ish. I don't like, actually not one know where that is. Okay. Okay. It's like downtown Springfield-ish. <laughs> oh. like, so much has changed since you guys were yeah. here, too, that it's, um, yeah, I never thought that I would move back to Sprint because I was living in Eugene, which, like, this is not that big of a difference, but it feels like a big difference. Yeah. Um, and Eugene is cooler and cleaner and better. Yeah, it's just, but I don't know. Except for some areas where it's, like, cooler and cleaner and better in Springfield. Yeah, it's so. all, it just changes so much. And then with everything with, like, covid and the way that so many businesses shut down like in a lot of ways um downtown springfield is probably like more open than downtown eugene i mean i don't know if that's fair to say but like there's there's an equal amount of businesses it's you probably wouldn't even recognize it that's such a trip like was it like six years ago seven how long you don't know i i left springfield 20? the second time in 2015 the first time in 2013 so yeah wow yeah well eight years I think it's pretty fun i think you guys would like it Maybe I'll start a podcast and then you have to come out for a business trip. Please. <laughs> Please. We'll be there. You said something earlier, Bruff, that reminded me. I had to give you an update. Um, like six weeks ago, I was talking about my heater and how it was no longer working in this home that I paid too much for. And I was <laughs> like, hey, when summertime comes around, I'm going to be really sad if the air conditioner also doesn't work. And guess what doesn't work? The damn air conditioner. <laughs> I knew when you bought the house, isn't that actually pretty bad? So it worked for the first year and then now it doesn't. And Ooh. so we had a company out today and we are paying them thirteen and a half thousand dollars to replace our air conditioner. And he spent no. all day here today. And guess what still doesn't work? The damn air conditioner. Whoa. <laughs> so I'm I'm at my limit with this. What I'm house. is we need a air conditioner sponsor to come in before doing for sure we're looking for quality Mammoth house is open and ready for the right partnership yeah, it's got a, a brand new unit i was pretty mad because he so uh they like got it all installed and tried to start it up click and he was like oh looks like this this thing is bad 
And so he drove to like some store to get the part that he needed. And then he called me and I had to pay for it over the phone. I was like, why am I paying for this? This is a brand new unit. And he's like, well, because it's part of your warranty, you have to pay. And then the company refunds you and all this stuff. And I was like, fine, it's 20 bucks. I don't care. He comes, he installs it, tries to turn it on, click. Oh, it's a different thing. I have to go get this other part. And it's just like, just, just come back on Saturday. Get out of my house. (laughs) So that's so bad. Is it really hot right now already? It has been in the nineties for two weeks. Arizona is the place to be. What? <laughs> you know what's super weird about Oregon, guys? It's been like in the 30s and it like almost snowed yesterday. What the? It's been, mm-hmm. I haven't seen the sun in like five or six days. It's been pouring, pouring rain. Actually, I was in Roseburg yesterday and it was also pouring rain there. I not indeed degrees already. Wow. You need come come visit. Come get your vitamin D. I've actually been taking, I have to take vitamin D because we don't get it here. Yeah. That's another probably weird. Now I'm thinking of all this Oregon stuff where I'm just. Yeah. I, that was probably, I didn't realize at the time, but I was like, extraordinarily depressed in Oregon. And I assume that the lack of sunshine had a fair amount to do with that. Also like the general walking around and getting yelled at by like 82% of the people. And then finally making a friend and soulmate that is Athena and then being kicked out of Springfield and going to Vanita. Yell at you ever. (laughs) Vanita where they made you eat the otter? No, I was in Springfield. Believe it or not, I was in (laughs) Springfield. Springfield's Springfield. second ward, which is, if you know, that's a weird ward. Thank you. <laughs> the first and second ward. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. right next to the uh, elementary school, maybe. Somewhere um, over there. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. So when you first got a hold of me about doing the podcast, and I was like, "Been you in so long," and then I, I thought, you know how you just have like a last memory of someone or something, where it's like it didn't seem that important at the time. I don't know why it just popped into my mind. I remember having this conversation with you. You've been like back home for, I don't even know if you were home actually, because I feel like you were, you definitely weren't in Oregon, but you would call me when you were in your van. My van. The the bug, (laughs) you're doing the bug stuff. Yeah. You were like, I'm gonna like take over the world. I'm gonna do like all these things like with the bugs and like, I'm gonna work my way up. And like, I just, I don't know. I remember being so proud of you and excited too for like where you were going and just picturing you in a van. Cause you would like sit in the van a lot, right? Like you would just kind of hang out. And... Well, I, I would work all day and then I'd come home, but I lived with, uh, with five other guys. And so I didn't want them to like listen to our conversation. So I'd sit in my van for like two hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I mean, I never saw you in the van, but I don't know what you wrote me about during the podcast. I just like instantly got this a made up memory of being like Mehmet in the van with the bugs yeah do some stuff and i don't know it just kind of made me laugh and then to think about where you're at and what you're doing now you're in such a different oh my god i I can't see my but if i could go back in time and punch little me and say never get involved in pest control i would i would do it i mean it's just an era you just what you were working through it but i I thought it was No, it was the working for the other company was fine. It was when I started my own that the problems started. And like yeah. a lot of that comes from the inexperience and not starting way too big and having dreams of making a million dollars in like a day. And uh happen, it's gonna happen in a different way now. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna another, we're gonna make our podcast big. I have another question. And if um, it's been talked about already, or if it's not supposed to be talked about, you just like give me the old like wink, wink, nose, nose. But I gotta know, like, what's up with Stotts? Like, do you guys still talk to him? Like, has he been on the podcast? Like, where is like is he alive? Is he in jail? Does he own a country? What is he doing? All of the above. All those things seem possible. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he actually lives in Washington. Um, he got married to 
I'm sure that I called you or he called you about the girl that he was dating in college that that left for a while and that really just was not good for him. Um, they got back together. They're married now. They, she's got to be due any oh. second. I don't know. He Is told me that they were pregnant. Like it feels like two years ago. So, but yeah. I haven't seen any baby pictures. So like mm-hmm. she's, she's ready to pop for sure. Um, you guys talk to him or just, he's, you don't really, we, he and I call like yeah. probably once a month and, and kind of just chat and stuff. Yeah. I want to get him on the podcast, but mostly for like the embarrassing stories and like the stats jitteriness. Um, yeah. but he's avoiding us like the plague. Every time I bring it up, he's like, Oh, I don't have time. He seems like, dude, I know you have time. You'll talk to me on the phone for three hours. He's worried because he's trying to run for politics, and he's like, "I can't be on no podcast." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you tell him that um, I pay premium for like a put it behind a paywall. Be like, we'll do stats, and then give him a dollar of every episode. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. You knew him, right, Kelton? Like, I did. Yeah, and he went to school up here, so uh, I actually met him more outside of the mission than than on the mission. And he is uh, just a unique person. I don't think I've ever met anyone quite like him. Same. That's. I mean, Stas and Mehmet, they were the duo. That's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I think about him sometimes too, that like, he was just so funny. And I remember when he was like, well, you can tell him now that he really has to be on the podcast because we're talking about him. So he's going to have to come on like, you know, WWE when they're like, Smackdown, like, I oh, remember when this guy did this thing. So this is my call out to Dane Stotts that he needs to be on the podcast. <laughs> I think he's afraid because Love of the that. story that I'm going to tell. Because yeah. it, it originally got brought up in like a poop story and like there's not a poopier person than dane stotts okay he's not gonna come on that you need to soften the stool yeah. come on like <laughs> literally you can't just let that be the first debut he did lots of other things i remember he had a really nice tie collection he did have some nice ties <laughs> he wore shoes that were five sizes too small but he got them for six dollars at a salvation army or something and he thought they were nice so I just think it'd be so funny to, yeah, hear him. So tell him, better make some time. Yeah. Do a quick one. The fans want to know <laughs> where, where Stott's at. I'll, I'll tell him that you were actually specifically asking for him. Mm. I mean, yeah, like, again, you can, you know, cut me, bleep, blurb names or whatever. But, like, I think about Stott's and Thacker. Those two. Now, those are some. In, you guys were around when Thacker was yeah, there, right? I was there. Just, I have never heard anyone say, like, mother effing fuck. But I that's not what I meant to say. What you say, like PH uck? Like I can't, you know, you yeah. remember well, what like, we do a cold open every episode and you just made the cold open. So <laughs> you do what? Cold open. Oh, no. <laughs> Mother PH ucky. I can't remember because I was trying to remember how he would say it. And he, yeah, those two. Yeah. I, I don't talk to him anymore. We, we don't agree on a lot of things. And so we've sort of fizzled, but. He was a funny dude. I liked him. Where is name? Just be like that one guy that we got that catchphrase from. Yeah. Who, like, well, I'll, I'll talk about him. He doesn't listen. We're not friends. So <laughs> as of right now, there's like maybe 30 people that aren't our friends that listen to this. So yeah, people come out of the world. He's not one of them. They're like, hot. wait, let me do another cold. I know cold open isn't saying I'm going to do one, but like we got hot goss about everyone. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like gossiping. I don't know. It's funny to see you guys and think about just, yeah, different people I haven't thought about in a really long time. And I'm glad that you two are together and doing this. I think you're a really solid pair. And I'm super excited to see where stuff goes for you. It has been very, very fun, for sure. And we are seeing some pretty serious traction, actually, as of like the last three weeks. So. Oh, no, I should have been so much more appropriate. <laughs> I don't even remember what I've said. PH Uck. <laughs> <laughs> did that not just give you the craziest flashback i feel like it was 
Delta, like, I, he would always call me Delta, and he'd be like, Mother effing Delta, like, PH fucking Delta. Like, do you remember any of that? I don't, I don't remember know. any of that. Delta. Okay, yeah. I'm just having flashbacks to Nam, guys. Just ignore <laughs> me. <laughs> it's so funny. You, you mentioned this, like, earlier on about channel specifics, and it's like, I've met you twice in my whole life, and we probably have had a conversation less than 30 minutes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> But we became Facebook friends, and I I cut a ton of people out of my life on Facebook, but I kept you on Facebook. So over the last eight years, I've kept up with your story, and like it's crazy to think that you interject into people's thoughts just based off being on their timeline. So like for how little of interaction we've had in person, like I've known you <laughs> over the last eight years, which well, is just wild. It was also super weird. I'm saying like listening to your guys' first, but I was talking to Memma a little bit before you came on of like hearing you two talk and i had seen stuff i feel like same i remember you putting things up about a podcast and then when he put i was like oh it just i hadn't put all the pieces together and then i was trying to find your old podcast because it was called something else right like before yeah. you could... casual takes casual yeah, takes yeah. i was a guest Five one weeks. time <laughs> yeah. i tried to get back on every single week but they didn't have me so well look at you now <laughs> i just took over the show <laughs> i think yeah. you guys are such a good pair but yeah it's true and that's so it was just it was really trippy to like see stuff pop up from you guys but then to listen to you yeah i listened to that whole first episode and i was just like this is making me feel so weird like it's it's different than a flashback because you're at such a different place in your lives now but to also there's something about listening to someone just openly talk that you personally know i mean how many podcasts do you listen to where it's someone that you actually have met and you know really well all right yeah it's like we don't know each other really well but I don't know, just more than the average listener. And yeah. like I said, there yeah. was things that I was like, ooh, when are they going to talk about this yeah. stuff <laughs> to be determined? You guys have to subscribe and come back to hear all of the deep, deep podcasts. But um, there's our closer too, man. You're, you're <laughs> ticking it off the list. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just it was really cool. And I think that you are both such a great pair. And I was um, excited and nervous and also felt just kind of... Um, yeah, like emotional for like a different time of life. I mean, you must feel like that too, talking to me. It's just, yeah, you live somewhere else and other things happened. And um, I'm so glad that you're together and doing things and that I get to talk to you. Are you an influencer or small business that wants to increase your reach? Do you want to see your profits increase by dozens of dollars? Advertise with us. Contact us at roommatescouch at gmail.com to be featured in an upcoming episode. I did have a space update, big space news. And Athena hasn't hit this part in the podcast yet, but every time there's big space news, I'm excited to talk about it because space is cool. Like so we have discovered a new black hole and it is the biggest black hole in existence. And we only discovered it because I don't know if you know, but normally we don't just, we can't see black holes. Like we have a picture of one, but only by putting thousands and thousands of pictures from a ton of different angles together. The way the black holes are found is we shoot a we take a picture right and we notice them because there is light that is bent around this thing and generally it's the light from one star specifically and this black hole is so large that it's actually bent the light from its entire galaxy around itself so currently it's one of the brightest things in the universe because it's a whole galaxy currently collapsing um to give you a size comparison of this monstrosity the we have the sun right the the black hole at the center of our galaxy is 4 million times the mass of the sun. And the black hole that they just discovered is 66 billion times the mass of our sun, meaning that it is so large that if you were to go from our sun all the way to the furthest planet in our solar system, which is Neptune, 
If you were to cross that distance, you would cross 1% of the diameter of this black hole. Is that terrifying? How far away <laughs> is it? So far. I don't even know. It's so but far. But how do they find it if it's so far? Like it's, it's close enough to absorbing can find a it? whole galaxy and they just Whoa. happen to look at the right time. Wait, so by absorbing a galaxy, like, can it, is it going to get close and absorb us? Eventually. I mean, long before that happens, the oh, sun will burn that. out and then we'll be absorbed by the, the black hole that's in our galaxy. But eventually, the whole universe will become black holes that will converge on each other to become one supermassive, ultramassive black hole. And then, through a phenomenon called Hawking radiation, all of the energy will be leaked back out into the universe and nothing will exist. And then, when the black hole finally collapses, new Big Bang, or universe starts over. Do all this stuff. Mm. Huh? Who told you all this stuff? I, I don't know. <laughs> this is this a special segment? You're like stars, emotional death, and like metaphorical depression with Space Mehmet? is cool, like, man. Space is like a <laughs> metaphor for everything. I mean, it's cool, but like that is a, that's an intense ending, literally. Maybe we can, we can spin it as whenever there's something bad in your life, right? And it feels like you're collapsing. Just know that that is how universes are formed, is when everything collapses in on itself, new life begins. Boom, done. Look, the only thing I could think of is when you said supermassive black hole, I thought of that Muse that song, song, and I was like, <laughs> bing, bing. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing, and I was like, don't interrupt, he's in a good flow, but yeah. like, you said it just like that too. Can you sample it? I, I will, bing, just for you. <laughs> this episode's gonna get taken down for sure, but you know what, who cares? We're trying to get sponsorship. Oh, Muse, they sponsor him. Bring him an air conditioner. Seriously, please. Well, this was so fun and super weird. Like, they're great. It just, I want to talk to you off camera. Off camera, just, yeah. Yeah, I have so many more questions. You really should just make it a point. Like, Oregon's weird, but now it would be a business write-off for you. So you could just... Come on over, get some updated pics for the pod. Yeah, there we go. Oregon. So, yeah. Are you offering oh. to let me stay on your couch? Um, This is the first time in my whole entire life that I have a spare bed. I have Whoa. two beds in one house. It is on the ground, and there is not any kind of mattress, or I mean, not a box spring yet or anything. That's but right. I have a big couch and a bed. So, yes, there is officially, and you can walk to some lovely places where there is no nutria from my home. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. And it would be cool to see your wife. Yeah, she is, she's alright. Yeah, I know we have to go, but like, is she just like a professional yoga model now? Like, what is she? Why is she so hot? She, like, yeah, she's doing happening? her thing. Is she has a, a trainer that she really has become close friends with, wow. and her trainer loves to go on these beautiful hikes and take pictures and stuff because, like, she does a lot of TikTok and a lot of Instagram, mm -hmm. and like, she's got like two hundred thousand followers, and like, she's like her trainer is like kind of a big deal. And she's always looking for people to go with. And Serena's always she down because they're great yeah. friends. And so they just, they go and get upside down on their heads. And she's like wow. running marathons and stuff. And like, I can you barely walk up the stairs at work. And <laughs> you tell her it's inspiring. And I really love seeing stuff pop up. And truly um, tell your mom also that like, appreciate her. She is such a good internet mom. Perfect. It's like actually so sweet. Her name pops up and I go, oh. I, I will definitely tell her. 
Thank you, everybody, for joining us at the Roommates Couch Podcast. Athena was a fantastic special guest. We are rolling, ladies and gentlemen. We are growing each week. We are about to hit our 500th play. So thank you all for the support. If you're listening, please hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button, whatever platform you're on. Also, don't forget to answer this week's question. We have a, an intense poll going on, and it looks like I'm going to have to name my kid Stanley Yelnats or Deez Nuts. So uh, this... <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this week's question, I'm sure, is going to be a good one. Uh, make sure you, you fill that out before you, uh, you leave this episode, and we'll see you all next week.